Coming up on today's show, we talk tonight's lineup for NXT. And what's coming up on Dynamite tomorrow. And New Japan for the next week. There's a bit of news, too. We are a news show. And Travis attempts Backlash 2020 trivia on this 85th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. This is the Daily Wrestling News for April 27th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. I'm joined today by the salesman of fun, Travis. Good morning, Travis. How's it going today? It's a great day. Of a, it's a great an day. Exciting, an exciting Monday Night Raw last night. Each and every week, they bring their best for us as uh, wrestling viewers. So <laughs> hopefully we get to talk about that show and... It's excitement um but yeah things are things are good we got uh it seems like every promotion that isn't a major promotion is running some may 1st show so there's god you can't swing a dead cat without hitting an indie show on tv with may 1st stuff it's a ton of stuff going on in that in that world so yeah you're 100 percent right gcw is running ashes to ashes ccw down here is running uh bash at the brew which is their their big show every month so it's busy Triple A show too, big Triple A show going on. Ray Reyes, so that'll be a good show too. Well, I think uh, the main the main thing we have to talk about today is all the wrestling that's coming up over the next week with in New Japan, and then also uh, Dynamite. Look ahead, NXT tonight. There's a little bit of news, but not a ton. But I guess we'll start things off with um, the news that came out of Raw last night. And uh, to be fair, there wasn't a lot of news coming out of Raw last night. Um, a lot, a lot of the same kind of continuation from last week. Um, but we do have a very weird tag team. RK Bro was RK established last night. Um, Randy Orton approached Matt Riddle with this idea of, you know, let's be a tag team. And they beat up on Cedric and uh, Shelton. And there you go. They are a tag team now. So interesting tag team. Um, as somebody that watched the NXT product when – um, Riddle was teamed up with Pete Dunn. It feels like sort of a continuation for that. When the pandemic hit, Pete Dunn went back across the pond and was stuck there for a little bit. And this feels very much like Riddle's going to be Riddle, the comedic guy, and Randy Orton plays the straight guy. And yep. humor, humor ensues. But a fine first match, and it'll be interesting to see how this goes and how long they end up doing it and whether they get the belts and they do the inevitable breakup storyline and Randy's the bad guy because... I can't imagine Riddle as a face. I don't think anybody would take him seriously. That's like RVD as a, as a or sorry, as a heel. Um, yeah, no, I think so. I, but the, the only only thing that's interesting about this to me is that obviously these are two. Um, Randy's a top guy. Matt's on his way up, you know. So these are guys that could potentially beat AJ Styles, you know. Like right now, I don't see any scenario where. Cedric Alexander or Shelton Benjamin are pinning AJ Styles to get those tag titles off them. And yeah. the same thing, really, I mean, I love the Viking Raiders, but I don't think one of those guys is going to pin AJ Styles. Or yeah, something. and it, it gives Randy another opportunity to, for a belt. I will say this, it's going to be real difficult to pin AJ Styles and Omos if they're never on the show again. So hopefully we'll see them maybe back sometime before Backlash, or maybe not. I guess Mania, they've they've been off for three weeks now, so we'll we'll see where that goes. But yeah, that certainly could that certainly could happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. The other big news, I guess, is Braun Strowman. He went two for three in matches last night. He had three matches, won two of them, but he won the main event, which gets him into the WrestleMania Backlash show against Lashley. So it's going to be Drew versus Braun versus Lashley for the WWE Championship. Um, so we'll we'll see where that goes in uh, in a month or at two weeks or so now, actually. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of work. A lot of work the last two weeks for Braun and Drew with Bobby being the heel champion who wasn't on the show last week and was on the show for about two half segments this week. Um, I'd really like to see them do something a little bit different. We've got a heel champion that doesn't wrestle all that often over on SmackDown. Like Raw, it feels sort of formulaic, so it'd be nice if he was a little bit more involved, which is why when he had the Hurt Business guys there, it was sort of there, and without them committing to Mason T-Bar in any kind of real way, as far as a business organization goes, it feels like he's just not a factor, which is too bad, because you know Bobby was on a great run and stuff, and still looks good out there, and the promo was a little bit quirky, I guess, this week, but in general, I still like Bobby as a champion, I just wish he would fight a little bit more. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then Charlotte was reinstated last night. So Sonia Deville came over from SmackDown in her authority role, and she let Charlotte in the back door. Charlotte apologized to the referee, and she is back in, and she beat Mandy Rose last night. So um, welcome back, Charlotte. Yeah, I think I'm more interested in seeing what Sha- how Sonia develops after this than, than I am the direction that Charlotte goes in. I like Charlotte just fine as she could come out in a one-eared bunny suit and I'd like Charlotte wrestling. I think she's great and she's good at everything she does. So um, I'm interested to see how this develops the Sonia Deville, Adam Pierce relationship and what it does moving forward. Um, as far as that goes, maybe Sonia is going to be more impactful just in the women's division, which I think would be kind of a neat way to kind of do some programming in there. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other than that, you know, Mason T-Bar were back on the show, no masks. So I think they're, they're officially off. Um, they're really focused on Drew McIntyre, so we'll see if they get involved in the main event at WrestleMania Backlash or what happens there. But they don't seem to have a direction other than they're after Drew. So yep. Um, okay. Other than that, you know, a bunch of matches on there, but nothing really progressed towards a, a match at Backlash. So. Right. No, just another weird Alexa promo, and that was kind of it. Right. Um, Alexa did say it sounds like she's coming back to wrestle, but I don't know in what capacity or who against or anything like that. It's just that whatever she does, the doll will have made her do it. That's the message there. Yeah. So, um, so that was raw from last night. Uh, in today's history lesson from 2003, it was the one and only matchup between the rock and Goldberg and Goldberg won 2003 sure. at backlash. So there you go. Makes perfect sense. 100%. All right, so let's get into a little bit of the news. So we do have, uh, I do have the ratings from last week. Here are all of the ratings for all the shows. Monday Night Raw did 1.9 million viewers. Uh, NXT did 841,000. Dynamite 1-1, Impact 145, and SmackDown 2-1-2-1. The, not a lot of interesting here things here, but... Uh, Raw and, and and Dynamite were down. NXT had the biggest gain of the week. Impact went up. SmackDown went up by like 2,000 viewers. So um, not a ton of movement here. I think when you look at uh, NXT or Dynamite, they had a real big number last year because or last week because it was the first week running unopposed. 
probably normalizing now, and then maybe we'll see steady growth, or, or hopefully we'll see steady growth. And then NXT, same thing. First week was last week unopposed, and they had growth this week. So yeah, maybe maybe that maybe the difference between the views too was the Mike Tyson being on the one show and not being on the show this time too. It's nice to see the NXT numbers tick up for sure, um, and and we'll see as we start getting close closer to businesses having to make decisions about live fans and stuff. It could it could do um, a lot of favors for a lot of different promotions at this point. Yeah, no super surprises from the ratings last week. They kind of were what they were. Pretty flat. Yep. Okay, so uh, in the news section of the show, we have a new strong champion, Travis. We haven't talked about that yet. Tom Lawler defeated Brody King on strong last week in the New Japan Cup finals. He is the new strong champion. And it looks like his first challenger is going to be from within Team Filthy. I I enjoyed that the 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 dirty daddy Chris Dickinson getting in his face at the end of the match and I'll tell you if you haven't had a chance to watch the match it's 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 on New Japan go and take a look at it and what a way to decide the strong championship because if you're not familiar with strong style and you want to see a dose of strong style that just match was just hard hitting to the point where like the only way to beat a giant sometimes is to choke him out. And that's how Tom did the work on, on, um, on Brody. And that's how he got the win. And it's an interesting choice. Um, it makes me curious with MLW doing the reset. Um, what's going on with Tom and Tom's obviously got some opportunity here to, you know, he's going to be the, the face and in, in name alone, at least for this new belt. Um, and it's an open weight belt, which means, you know, anybody can kind of come along and, and challenge him for that. And Chris Dickinson's a hell of a challenger. Um, so it'll be interesting. I know next this week coming up for strong is kind of just a, they're calling it an LA dojo showcase. So it's all the LA dojo guys kind of wrestling amongst themselves to, to give you an idea who they are. Um, there's no team filthy guys on the card at all. I don't believe. Um, so we'll probably see some promos and stuff. I'm interested to see the direction they decide to take the show now moving forward. Yeah, I think I think what they'll do on Strong this week is they'll have these matches and they'll kind of announce what the focus is going to be for the next six or so. That's kind of they usually run shows in like a batch of six, so we're building towards something that'll happen, uh, you know, a month and a half from now or something. Yeah, it's interesting to see both Strong and MLW focus on Tom Lawler, and, and not not a criticism of Tom Lawler, but I I don't he's a fine character. I get it. I understand him. Um, I don't think he's a, a, a overly compelling promo and I think he's pretty good in the ring, but um, you know, obviously some, these people are seeing something in him that is more than what I'm watching as a viewer. I enjoy his matches and stuff like that, but you know, at the beginning of that tournament, I guess I wasn't surprised with how they decided to book the show, but you know, Tom Lawler as your, as your first champion, um, is a curious well, pick to me, so we'll see. I think the reason Tom gets a lot of um, attention from these promotions is he's well credentialed. You know, he's a UFC sure. former UFC fighter. Um, so an MLW, for instance, they have fighters; they don't have wrestlers. So right. they've got guys like King Mo and Tom Lawler, mm-hmm. Dominic Garini, things like that, where they're you know they have backgrounds in MMA and jujitsu and things like that. judo so it's um so i think that's kind of the mlw appeal and then it's just his name you know for for new japan and stuff so 
Well, I guess it makes sense from a literal standpoint that strong, your strong champion is also an actual fighter. So, yeah. although I would have taken either one of them as champions based on... Oh, Brody came great. Yeah. Yep. 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 So speaking of new champions, how can we not talk about the shirt you're wearing? Kenny Omega. It's got like 12 belts now, I think. So... <laughs> Yeah, Omega beats, uh, beats Rich Swan a couple days ago. John DeCani and I talked about it on Sunday night. But with that, he he really, if you know, for the belt collector gimmick, he's going to have both the TNA and the Impact World Championship just to kind of add more hardware to the to the ranks, I guess. Yeah. So he's got so now he's got four belts on him, and it's like it was interesting. The first tweet that sort of went out was uh, was Osprey saying he you know he knows where I am. Um, and if we take this back, you and I, on our own personal journey here, two years ago, when we got to go to Starcast, we saw a panel for AEW where they brought out the Young Bucks and a couple of other guys, and Kenny was in there as well. Maybe it was just the EVPs. And one of the questions from the audience is, who would you like to wrestle now from New Japan? And the guys were kicking around names. And interestingly enough, Kenny Omega said, you know, I'd really like to have a match with Osprey. I'd like to see Osprey if he's the real deal or not. Now, fast forward a couple of years in a pandemic, Will Osprey's put on some more weight. He's obviously got the title over there. Boy, that is, you want a money match. Give me Omega, Osprey, Tokyo Dome, or something to that effect. And that's a lot of eyeballs to those promotions, two guys that are at the top of their game. It's an enormous match. The only problem I see is it's almost unbookable to play the match. Sure, yes, that's how, right. And the problem is if you don't get a clean finish, what do you do, right? Like, I don't know. In this one, I kind of figured, I I assumed the impact was going to kind of give this up because it makes makes more sense, right, with AEW's side. That's full time there, basically. Right. Which isn't very much. I, I think there's a world where, you know, you could you could see Osprey going over on him on the first one over there. And it would be interesting to see if they tried to do it as kind of a Rocky Four setup where they brought Kenny back to Japan. He wrestled over there and dropped it. And then they did another one in America. And then they figured out some neutral place to do a to do a third to blow it off. Um, it depends on the direction that New Japan wants to go. I think they have a lot of opportunity and a lot of options over there. But it's a... It's an exciting possibility. It's an exciting prospect. Yeah. I point to the John Moxley New Japan belt. You know, he's right there, kind of in the wheelhouse, and he's you know, the, it's another one that they could. That's direction they could go is Moxley defending the the U.S. title, or maybe they go title for title there too. So, yeah, that would be curious as well. But it does sort of feel like Moxley and Kingston are going after the Bucks right now. So, thank God. So we'll see. But uh, I guess the big question coming out of uh, Rebellion was whether or not Kenny Omega is, in fact, going to be working a full schedule. Um, And Dave Meltzer checked with Impact, I guess, and he is going to work under siege. So that's their next, like, Impact Plus special. So given that, I think that means that they'll probably have him work. You know, he'll be there at the tapings, and he'll probably do interviews and things like that and maybe get a match here or there on Impact. And then he'll definitely work the plus and the pay-per-views. So, Yeah, which is kind of a risk. I don't know if you saw the spot, but he sort of got dumped one time. And gosh, I was worried about his head on that. On well, that that's, it's an interesting thing. When you consolidate all these belts under one guy, all of these promotions are taking a huge risk. Because if Kenny Omega gets hurt, 
in a triple A ring. It hurts impact. It hurts AEW. It hurts, uh, you know, now everybody can, you know, make lemonade out of lemons if that happens. And, you know, we can start a big tournament. Yeah, everybody's got tournaments, right? It becomes yeah. tournament season at that point. If poor Kenny goes down at some point, but it's not like he doesn't, it's not like he wrestles a super safe style all the time. And he's not known for, you know, not selling on bumps. So things could happen. I, I thought it was over in that <laughs> we just dumped him on his head. I'm like, boy, this is, this is not a great way to go. Um, we, we'll see. It's, 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 it's interesting to see a guy running around this day and age with major multiple major wrestling promotion belts on um, how far they end up stretching this. I don't know, but it's, it's a fun place to be in now. And it, it certainly livens up that impact AEW rivalry a little bit. And I think it needed it. Yeah. You know, pro wrestling illustrated, they only recognize a certain number of world championships as world championships. And um, it's interesting that they do recognize AEW impact and AAA as world championships. So Kenny Omega is the first person to hold three world championships. So <laughs> it's interesting. Next bullet point in the news is that NBC Universal decided not to pursue the NHL hockey rights. Now, normally on this show, we don't give a crap about hockey, but <laughs> well, this Al story does. is kind of important because everybody assumed that NXT moved because of the hockey rights and the hockey games being broadcast on Wednesdays. Now that's curious since NBC didn't go after that. So perhaps there might've been another reason that they moved off of Wednesdays. What? Was it the ass kicking they were taking? It might've been, (laughs) but at the same time, like, uh, you know, I have to, I have to walk back some of those comments then triple H with the, with the mentality that they have though, why do they care if they're getting their yeah, butt kicked every week? I don't, I don't even, I don't, I don't know why it would make a difference. But they can certainly do more on Tuesday. It's better for me. It's better for you. It's better for everybody. It's better for the Tuesday. entire planet. It was a salty of them to do it in the first place. And I know they were on the network on Wednesday, but please, it's different than being on live TV. But there are some strong egos all over the place. So I bet you that it, that is a very strange thing that they said. Everybody assumed, and we were told that the reason was because of NHL, and then they never pursued the rights. Now, NBC is allowed to do whatever business things they want, but don't hang your hat on the fact that the beating that you were taking week in and week out minus like two weeks, like you'd have to do a different podcast for that, like 140 (laughs) weeks of beatings minus the one after SmackDown or, or Survivor Series or whatever that they got better ratings on. like And Halloween Havoc. And Halloween Havoc. like Yeah. Which for years should have been a pay-per-view that they've been running, but whatever. Yeah. So, it, so it is interesting. Now, WWE never said in fairness, WWE never said that this is the reason we're moving. They never said it was hockey. They never said it was AEW. They just have been silent. So, so they haven't lied to us. They just haven't told us anything. So I think there were a lot of WWE marks that might've hung their hat on that being the reason. A hundred. Yes. But we, we progress forward here. Let's talk about new Japan canceling three events in Tokyo. Now this is important. Tokyo has gone into lockdown again for the pandemic. Um, so they canceled three events in Cork and Hall. They could have run them with no fans, but they've decided to cancel them. The problem here is that at the end of the month, they have a Tokyo Dome show. So it's a huge, huge show. They have Okada wrestling for the championship. And 
by God, I hope that lockdown's over so they can have that show. This is the first time in a long time that they're running an outside of Wrestle Kingdom Tokyo Dome show. Yeah, it's uh, it's too bad that that's a situation that they're dealing with right now. Um, it's just kind of where we're at, I guess. You're going to see these things flare up again and so on and so forth until we get, you know, things under a little bit better control. So, yeah, not seeing Okada Osprey would be awful, right? Like, that's a match that we want. It could be Shingo. We'll talk about that soon. <laughs> Shingo, too. Yeah. Um, MLW debuts on Vice this Saturday. Now, based on the press release, it doesn't appear that it's going to be a, a lot of – it won't be live, obviously. They're always taped. But it won't be new programming. It looks like it's going to be playing the hits from the vault, So, uh, at least for now. So we'll continue to monitor that and let you know. Which isn't an uncommon thing to do. I think it's a fine thing to do to kind of set the table when you move the thing over and see what the transition numbers are and so on and so forth. So that's, I think that makes perfect sense. Introduce yep. a new audience to what you have and you should do the greatest hits your first week. Absolutely. So on NXT tonight, we have four, uh, three matches from my, my, uh, my list here. Austin Theory is going to be wrestling Bronson Reed. Now, if Bronson Reed wins, he'll get a championship match against Johnny Gargano. Um, Bronson has beaten Austin Theory in the past, so we'll see. Uh, in women's action, we have Dakota Kai versus Mercedes Martinez. Now, this is this is kind of a fun one. Uh, Dakota Kai said last week on uh, on NXT that Mercedes Martinez wants a title match and. Dakota wanted to go to school at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, but not everybody gets what they want. So we'll see if how uh, Dakota is as a as a door, a slamming the door in uh, Mercedes' face. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it'll get both of those women can go, so it'll be a good match regardless. But yeah, it was a was definitely a funny bit from her for sure. Kushida and MSK will be facing Legato del Fantasma. This could be a really really great match. Um, Hopefully they're given you know 15 minutes and there's a whole lot of flying around and stuff. It should be really good. Kushida had a great post about this on his Instagram where he talked about Alex Shelley saying that MSK was coming over and hey, please take care of these guys. And Kushida's post essentially said, this is my first opportunity to be able to do that, so I definitely don't want to let him down. So it was nice to see that that they had that connection. Obviously, Kushida and Shelley worked together for quite a while and stuff and. Shelly knows them from the previous endeavors. Um, so this should be a good match. Absolutely. And I that think we might have a fourth. We're probably going to see a fourth match come up too. I think we're going to see a ladies match probably between Tony Storm and Zoe Stark. But uh, Possibly. Yeah, there was a little bit of a angle there last week. So very possible there. And we do have an Adam Cole interview. He's going to say something. Yeah. Yes. So... Uh, anything else on your list? That's what I have for NXT. That's it for NXT. Um, that yeah, I wanted to make sure that I got that potential Zo Storm and Stark thing, and and I don't know, we'll probably see O'Reilly or something happen, and Cameron Grimes will probably give a good promo. Um, I did not know that the O'Reilly, the O and O'Reilly stood for orange though, so it was good that I got to learn that last week. Now you know. Now, now I know. You know. So uh, there you go, have it. Okay, dynamite this week. Speaking of Orange Cassidy, he'll be wrestling Penta El Zero Miedo, which is a pretty fun match. Yeah, we've got best friends kind of – they're all doing singles dances with uh, with Death Triangle, and I think this has been 
you know, kind of cool to see. Everybody's kind of getting a little a little dance partner with the other side, and they're s- sort of setting something up. So, you know, we got to see a six man at some point here, um, but should be fun. This is very this is very different opponent for Penta, and I, when I see Orange Cassidy because he tries now uh, wrestling people, it's always like, okay, well, how are they going to put this match together, and what's it going to look like? Because Penta is a a, a non-standard opponent for orange too. So it should be pretty good. Hopefully Alex comes out and gives him a nice Penta says moment. Cause that's kind of the reason for the season when it comes to Penta coming 100%. to the ring. Half, half the times just so Alex can do the Penta says. <laughs> like... um, Ray Phoenix defeated Chuck Taylor last night on dark elevation. So um, that feud is going across all of the various shows. So yeah, they need, again, they need a, they need, I, I think the death triangle needs to be a death square or a death rhombus. They need to get a woman's wrestler over there and, you know, I'll take Diamante or I'll take Thea Trinidad or anybody to add to that so that they can, they can fight um, four v four. The young bucks have Matt and Mike Seidel in a, an eliminator match. So if the Seidel's get past the bucks, they'll get a title shot. That should yeah. Be- so this is, I, I, maybe I missed it or whatever. We're doing a tag team eliminator match with the tag team against the champions. And if they beat the champions, then they get a match against the champions for the titles for the titles. So this is a, we're trying to see if we can fight to fight. This is really dumb. Like if you're doing a tag team eliminator match, then it should be a bunch of tag teams eliminating each other to get to the title thing. It shouldn't be, and a closed challenge is like a tag team closed challenge to get to an open challenge that you're fighting against. It's very confusing and weird. Just call it a match, non-title. If they win, they get a title shot. It's not. Yeah, it's not. We're, we're not building towards anything. <laughs> so if they lose, what happens? Do they never get the challenge again for the titles. Well, the I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a stupid way to call it. Like, come on, AEW, you better than that. <laughs> Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford. This is the first time we've seen Penelope on the main show in a wrestling match in a while. Yeah, um, it's interesting to me because I think this is uh, finally Miro gets to hunt down Kip Sabian. I I feel like that's what this is. I mean, Penelope's a great wrestler, and and she actually can size up Statlander. I think she's probably just as tall as her. Penelope is 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 not a small wrestler and 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 could go this will be this will be a good match but i think this is miro finally traps tracks down kip and we start seeing that yeah. i think that happens after the match i think they get the match done and yep. then miro comes out i would agree with yeah. that absolutely yeah. um and statlander i have in winning that match i think yeah and it's kind of cool that you've got ford wrestling statlander obviously that you know the best friends had a bunch of nonsense going on with them so this is a way to continue that feud as well um with the miro kip faction so um it ma- the match makes sense from a, a story standpoint and she had the attack on her when she first came back too so 100 percent. yep let's get this going. uh we have nightmare factory versus factory or nightmare family versus the factory with uh Dustin Rhodes, Billy Gunn, Lee Johnson versus QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Nick Camarado. Yeah, I think this is this is a pretty nice nice match. We get you know six guys that that can get some decent exposure. We'll see. I don't Aaron Solo. I don't know has had maybe one match on Dynamite, two possibly. So this is mm-hmm. kind of his first showing there. 
And Camarado, I know, wrestled Moxley once. And I think this is probably going to be a showing for Camarado more than anything else. I agree. I, They're building him up to kind of be the Bruiser Brody yeah. sort of thing, taking that taking that chair shot last week and stuff. He's a big dude, so yep. You know, he's, I suspect he'll get the win here and probably pin Lee Johnson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but there's certainly you know, certainly putting Aaron, a lot Aaron of Solo take a loot loss as well. So, yes, Hangman Page versus Brian Cage is an interesting match. Now, Page is Page is the number one contender, and he's not losing matches these days. Yeah, so I think this could be one. Looking at this match, I think this may be Cage is losing, and we get the. Team Taz comes out to interfere and Cage gets pissed off because they try to interfere in the match because he just wants to try to win it clean sort of thing to kind of continue distancing Cage from that. And then Hangman gets the ends up getting the win. Um, I don't see him losing to Brian Cage here because Brian's kind of got too much turmoil. So, you know, we see the Dark Order maybe come out after that and they they dust each other up. But I, I, that's how I feel this story probably is going to go. Somebody's going to try to interfere for Brian, and Brian doesn't actually want it because he wants to be a little more clean. We'll see. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a really interesting opponent for Hangman Page because Page doesn't often get to wrestle up like this. I mean, no. Hangman is not a huge guy, nope. but there's not a lot of monsters around for him to wrestle. So he's wrestling up here, but Cage is also a different kind of big guy. Cage can do the lucha stuff and whatever. So, and I think that's why the pairing's smart, right? You've got an yeah. athletic big guy that you're going to put in. He's obviously going to be sized over on Page, but he can do the not, you know, the 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 more the more movement centric moves um, than it, him just wrestling one of the giants or a Lance Archer or something. So, um, now, I don't think Page gets Cage up for for Dead Eye, and I don't see the buckshot lariat being the move that he takes out Brian Cage with. So it'll be interesting to see me, you know, yeah, I'm always we'll looking for a good inside cradle for the win. So. Yeah, who knows? Right. Right. It's happened to him before. Poor Brian Cage gets rolled up by little guys and inside cradles too much, probably. And then uh, main event Darby, he is facing Preston Vance this week. Now this is probably not a main event. Unlike jungle boy and Matt Hardy were, this is this might be your opener actually because this is uh, Preston Vance. I don't think I don't think is perceived as a, a big threat to Darby's title, but he's working through the dark order. So yeah, I mean he made a big post too about how it's you know he's doing this for Brody and stuff like that for but, but I mean I think that everybody in the dark order is going to say that. So mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised they're running him this quick. I thought we would have saw an Alan angels or an evil Uno or a Stu Grayson or something like that. Because to me, when I look at that faction now of the non hangman guys, and maybe it's certainly more than Cole, it feels like Preston has gotten a bigger push and more, uh, more camera time than anybody else. So this kind of feels like the top of the heap for those guys. When I look at the way that they sort of shake out, but maybe they, maybe AEW looks at Colt more as the top guy, even though he's kind of in the background. So, yeah, I'm surprised that it got to him that quickly. I thought we were going to see some other stuff in between, but I guess, you know, they, they want it to be a higher profile thing. And, you know, Grayson might have been a throwaway in Evil Uno, too. So we'll see. Yeah, I have, to, I have to look up and see who he's actually wrestled so far because he has wrestled, he might have wrestled in, uh, Reynolds and Angels already. But and in, in one of the darker, the elevation, oh, sure. He definitely wrestled Silver. Okay. Yeah. 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 He started the, the thing against Silver. 
Right. I'm not sure if he's had anybody else um, yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I would be surprised if this is the... Although, gosh, if I'm looking at a main here, it's, it's probably Cage Hangman then. Or it could be Nightmare Family Factory, I guess, in a weird... Way, you can do the Bucks and the Sidells in the main. Yeah, so. um, that's a possibility. So it's only it's only John uh, John Silver so far. So this is the second one. Yeah, I'm su- kind of surprised this is where they got to that quickly. Yeah. Well, we have a whole bunch of New Japan, a whole bunch between now and the next time you and I talk. So mm-hmm. let's uh, let's start. I guess Toriano versus Evil tomorrow morning. Uh, for the KOPW Provisional Championship match, it's a weird stipulation where your opponent must be blindfolded in order to get a pin. So there's going to be blindfolds on each of the four corners. Uh, makes a ton of sense. What do you mean? <laughs> it's like a pancake challenge or something like that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, this is a situation where each guy picks a stipulation, fans vote, they voted for this. We'll see how it is in execution tomorrow morning at like 5.30, so. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we see Toriano losing because I think they're going to just really gimmick the hell out of these matches for the rest of the year until the next KOPW tournament comes up. Um, I think Evil's going to be blindfolded and they're going to, you know, pin the belt on the donkey or whatever and see how it goes. <laughs> so. Also, the IWGP Junior Tag Titles are on the line. Show and Yo defending against the former champions Kanemaru and Desperado. So that'll be a great match. Always is. Absolutely. Thursday is a big card. Uh, Thursday, we have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tonga Loa. If Sabre wins, then Sabre and Tai Chi will get a tag team title match against Gorillas of Destiny. So that's the first singles match. The second singles match is Tai Chi versus Tamatanga. It is the Iron Finger from Hell ladder match. And if you don't know what I mean, it's a ladder match. But not there's not a belt suspended. There is literally a iron finger claw thing, kind of like Thanos's glove without being pretty or have any gems. That's hanging from the. Uh, it looks the like a field. foam hand wrapped in aluminum foil. Okay. <laughs> so they're fighting over custody of that. So mm-hmm. and it's bewitched and everything. So it's, it's been a whole thing for like six or seven months now. The God stole it from Tai Chi and they used it to beat. A bunch of people and stuff so yeah we're probably going to see got god against dangerous techers again because they really haven't established any other tag team to put in against that those two right now and they have good matches against each other so yep and if that wasn't enough on thursday morning you've got hiroshi tanahashi versus jay white for the never open weight championship uh i don't know travis do you think jay white's gonna get the job done here he's gonna be walking around with that never belt I don't know. Like my, my heart says I want him to win, but it just, I don't know. It feels like Jay's destined for the heavyweight belt. um, I hope, but it's one that he hasn't had. So in the, the, you know, the, it gives the bullet club another belt and it gives them a singles belt to talk about other with other singles wrestlers. Um, You know, they've got the tag belts, but that's all they're rolling around with these days. Um, I'm surprised that they didn't get the six man, but um, he could certainly beat Tanahashi here. Um, he has a good history against Tana. The, the interesting thing is if you get a guy like Jay White winning the belt, 
you want him, you know, not necessarily to defend it against heavies all the time. You want to see him versus show and him versus, you know, some of the, the lighter guys. Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting about the never championship. You don't get to see yep. those matches very often. Yep. Yep. I could certainly see it happen and I hope it happens. Cool. Tanahashi, I think it's a good spot for him on the card too. So I don't, I wouldn't be disappointed if he wins. So either way, we're good. Yeah. Um, okay. Was that third? Was that is that Thursday or is that Thursday? That's third. Okay, I don't have the Monday card in front of me. I guess. Oh no. But Tuesday, I know we have Desperado versus Yo. So a week from now, in the morning, Desperado versus Yo for the Junior Heavyweight Championship, and that's when we're going to get Osprey versus Shingo for the World Championship. So, those matches should both be terrific. Are you pulling up the Monday? The Monday show next week. I'm trying to. Okay. But those matches should be great. Desperado, uh, he is a he is the IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Champion. He's defending against Yo. Yo pinned him. That's how they got the the tag titles. So that makes sense. Osprey giving Shingo the next title defense, and whoever wins that will get Okada at the end of the month at the Tokyo Dome, provided so- that they still have the match. Next Monday is the that's the show with the Saber Tongaloa Tai Chi. Yeah, okay. Tango. So it's Thursday that I don't have this yep. week. So this week, Thursday is nothing special. Okay, great. Yep. So Wednesday is your Toro Yano match. That's tomorrow. Monday is the the ladder match and the Jay White match. And then Tuesday is Desperado versus Yo and Will Ospreay versus Shingo. Yeah. Both of those Monday and Tuesday should be awesome. Yeah. And then you already mentioned New Japan Strong this week. It is LA Dojo special. Carl yep. Fredericks versus Clark Connors. Main event is TJP versus the DKC. So there you mm-hmm. go. All right, Travis. Backlash twenty twenty trivia. This is not bad. This is not bad. You should be you should be in good position to win this or do well here. I know you watched the show. We'll see. So. But we're gonna bring you trivia. To, we're gonna bring you trivia today by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Each week, I compile the week's top stories, put them all in a quick to read email. It's divided up by company. There's a over 4,000 people getting the letter each week, so you should be one of them, too. You can sign up for free at BodySlamBrigade.com. So, Travis, uh, Backlash 2020. Braun Strowman defended the Universal Championship against two men in a handicap match. Your choices are Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, Seth Rollins and Murphy, Rey Mysterio and Dominic, or Miz and Morrison. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Okay, it's Miz and Morrison. Okay, you're 0 for 1. Drew McIntyre successfully defended the WWE Championship against this man in the semi-main event. Was it Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, or Rey Mysterio? Bobby Lashley. It was Bobby Lashley. 1 for 2. Sasha Banks and Bayley defended the Tag Team Championships against... The Iconics, and also a second team. Was it A, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, B, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, C, Tamina and Nia Jax, or D, Asuka and Kyrie Singh? The first one. Yes, Bliss and Cross. Sheamus defeated this man in a singles match. Was it 
Jeff Hardy, Elias, Humberto Carrillo, or Andrade? Andrade? Jeff Hardy for like the 12th time. Put that on pay-per-view. And then this match, a great match, went 45 minutes in the main event. Who were the competitors? For Backlash, 45 minutes. Was it the greatest match of all time? Some might say that. <laughs> was it Orton and Edge? It was Orton and Edge. So you went three for five. Right. Good job. It's been a year since, you know, the recent history stuff is not always the easiest. And I didn't get the worst matches, so. Right, right. You win. You win. I always uh, do. My, ta- my tally sheet's not up to date, but you're not winning. So No? No. I'm not surprised. <laughs> All right. Take care of some business here. Go out and take a look at the Bell Time Club t-shirt. Join the club. Uh, it's only 22 bucks that you get this cool design on the front. You can you can rep minutes to Bell Time and the Bell Time Club. Uh, all sizes are twenty two bucks. All colors are twenty two dollars. Although I think there's only three colors. Uh, it's a super soft style to begin with, so you don't have to pay enough charge for that. So get out there and take a look at the Bell Time Club T-shirt. And then subscribe to the or Prime Time Rundown. Join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then Al Carl is back in the host seat this week for the Essential Wrestling Podcast. That's on tonight. It's episode 51. Woo-hoo. Last week we had the 50th, uh, 50th uh, episode of the show, so very good time to be had with myself and John Smith, John DeConi, and Gary Mahaffey. We bring you through a whole week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Coverage begins at 6. It'll be over before NXT starts, but you'll be fully up to date on everything that's going on. You'll have our race analysis on who they think is going to win the week's matches. And then this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, will be back for uh, for shows every day this week. we got a Wednesday show, a Thursday show, and on Friday I have Kim Artlip from Ignite. She'll be here to talk about uh, their upcoming show called Fierce, where they're going to be crowning new first ever women's tag team champions. So it should be a good time. Good interview with Kim. She is a great guest for the show. So tune in on Friday for that, for sure. Yeah. Kim's interview last time was really, really good. Um, and if you don't like our criticism of WWE, the EWP guys are much nicer than we are. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. That's very true. They will do, uh, do the show justice. I had to host last week and I felt a little bad as we were doing like lightning to get through Ron SmackDown so that we could pick the big rebellion show, but there weren't yeah. a lot of matches to pick. So that was okay. I think. Yeah. So two things that I got, um, ROH did announce um, May 8th is going to be the Angelina love versus Quinn McKay match. So that's yes. coming up. Um, and then the other thing that I got a chance to catch was I watched the first episode of a and E's WWE's most wanted treasures. Fun, and it wasn't was, it? It was an episode on Mick Foley. Now, I enjoyed some of it. I wish they did some stuff a little bit different. It feels like it's going to be a little formulaic in terms of they're driving a wrestler around. They're trying to get his gear. It's let's make a deal quickly, and then we get the gear, and then we go back to the thing. Um, so some of the stuff was really, really good. There was there were some things that I would have preferred. Like, I think I would have been – so they mentioned the people that helped him Mick create the some of the – 
things that he did, it would have been cool to have them talking about the creation of it or the person that put together the Mankind shirt. Like, I'd like to know a little bit more about, they talk about the reason for the storyline and stuff like that, but they kind of brush over that. Like, I felt like there's some stuff that they hurried through where they could have gone a little bit deeper to say, well, this is the reason why we did this and this is the style that we decided to do it and so on and so forth. But overall, really nice thing to kind of have in the background and I look forward to the next one. I think the next one we're doing is undertaker or Kane or stone cold There's it was a last night it was last really? night i didn't get a chance to watch it i did watch the roddy piper bio last night but i didn't yeah. watch the uh i'm sorry it was sunday it was sunday not last night um i watched the bio last night but i didn't watch the most wanted treasures but i like that most wanted treasure show because you can totally just turn your brain off and enjoy yes. the show yeah you know it's it's not it's like the stone cold sessions yeah, yeah it was really cool yeah a lot of fun not heavy at all um, and the Roddy Piper bio was very good too. So check that out, Travis, if you have a chance. That's absolutely that's good. Don't throw rocks at a man with machine gun. That's what you need to know. It's fair. All right. Well, anything else, Travis? I think that's it. We're almost over time. So I'm going to keep we my mouth it. shut. We always we it. it. All right. For Travis, I'm Ryan. We will see you tomorrow.